Hi, and welcome back. I'm Jenny Stanley, founder and managing director of Appetite Creative, and you are tuned into the Connected Packaging Summit. Now we are into our penultimate session on this first edition of the Connected Packaging Summit. So an independent study commissioned by the Smartest Energy revealed that consumers are increasingly favoring brands with a commitment to environmental sustainability. In fact, four out of five people describe themselves likely to choose a brand with a positive approach to sustainability. So let's find out from our next speaker how he and his company are looking to work on that. Let me welcome to our virtual stage, Benjamin Medina. Benjamin, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Uh, I don't know if I can put my video, but uh, I'm doing really well. Thanks a lot. Good. Here good. I am. Yes. There you go. Hello. <laughs> okay. Welcome. So before we get started, we've been asking our speakers to tell us a little bit of a secret or a little fact that not many people know about you. So the pressure's on. <laughs> what, what can you tell us? Well, now that the Olympics are trending, uh, I can share with the audience that when I was in high school, I started training Taekwondo. And I did that for about eight years. So it was a great stage of my life because I managed to become national and state champion in Mexico, my country of origin. I received uh, twice the award for best athlete of my university. And also I had the opportunity to train and be part of the Mexican Olympic team. Wow, that's pretty cool. So when you started, I thought it was just going to be that you did Taekwondo at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have a great speaker with a lot of uh, abilities and like talent. So I just wanted to do my best also to show you've something. Built, you've built that up well. You've built that up well. I'm impressed. I won't get yes. in the with you. <laughs> so let's get started, Ben. I'm sure we all know what Uber is, but tell us maybe just a quick insight. Uber for business? Yes, uh, Uber for Business is basically the Uber that we all know and that we use every day, but designed for your company. Uh, we have transformed the way a company moves and feeds its people. And for instance, when COVID started, our business became more relevant for many organizations uh, because the solutions we provide have been supporting different companies around the world to, for instance, motivate employees working remotely with food, you know, like who doesn't like to get food, correct? <laughs> also, our solutions allow companies to incentivize uh, participations at virtual events, for instance, I don't know, like for a coffee in exchange of attending an event. And more recently, uh, to support employees to go back to the office in a safe way. We have noticed that people now are like more careful when it comes to public transport and uh, our solution basically can provide that safe way to going back to the office. Fantastic. So really good. But tell us about Uber's latest claim. So Uber claims that by 2040, 100% of trips globally will be zero emission vehicles or through micro mobility and public transport. Tell me about that. Tell me about the innovation. Um, tell, tell me all about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, a, that's a big plan that we have, uh, basically, to transform the way how we move people around the world. And, well, I would like to say that, for instance, innovation, in this case, is the name of the game. You know, we live in a world where we can easily have access to information, whatever we, we are. And I think... We didn't imagine that we could do that before, you know, like 20 years ago, we didn't imagine that we had that access. So also consumers have become more demanding. They are looking for better experiences. And at Uber, we know that uh, users are continuously looking to that and we want to provide uh, uh, that and we're working towards this objective. Uh, for instance, uh, connective experiences 
we see uh, a possibility for for brands in general to that look to engage with audiences uh, in a in the this, the the life cycle of a product or the service uh, to do it in a, in a better way in a more disruptive way uh, done well uh, these interactions can deepen the relationship between a brand and its consumers they can cement brand loyalty and also as a consequence to drive repeat purchases uh, and also what i see is that connected experiences also provide a new lens through which brands can approach the issue of sustainability. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. No, we were just looking at that. Um, so tell me a little bit, Uber is running maybe some risks by clearly standing for sustainability and environmentally friendly policies. How is Uber accounting for the effect of the backlash coming from customers, competitors, political leaders who are not aligned with, with such a position? Yeah, I think that's a great challenge. I mean, I don't see a risk, but uh, I do see different challenges ahead that we are facing in order to make this happen. Uh, I think the most important challenge here, or, uh, what I see is to work on creating consciousness in people by communicating every day the importance of taking care of our environment, to taking care of our planet, and also actively involving users to do so. Uh, the message here is very clear. Uh, we only have one planet, which is, of course, very beautiful. We need to do everything we can to guarantee a prosperous future for our upcoming generations. And what we do at Uber towards this objective is try to lead with the example. Uh, we have or we've been working in four strategic uh, pillars in order to do so. Uh, the first one is partnering uh, to fight climate change. We are, for instance, collaborating with leading car manufacturers. Uh, we have a partnership with Nissan that supports the introduction of all electric Nissan Leafs for drivers uh, using the Uber app. And we are also contributing with different organizations to ensure charging infrastructure is available where it, where it is needed, you know, because you can have the cars, but if you don't have the infrastructure to charge those cars, then you're not going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the second one, I think, is also helping our drivers to go electric. Uh, drivers are leading the way towards a greener future, uh, like I, I was saying, to actively involving uh, the, the main stakeholders here. And we are committed and supporting them. Like globally, our green uh, future program provides access to resources valued at $800 million to help thousands of drivers to transition to uh, driving uh, electric vehicles by 2025 in Europe, in the US, and in Canada. Uh, in, in, in the UK, for instance, we have a plan, which is a clean air plan uh, that has brought life already. And we are supporting the transition of every driver using the Uber app in London to switch to electric vehicle by 2025. So those are basically the, 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 the changes we're doing. Uh, another thing we're doing is also offering more ways to ride green, you know, not only cars, but also we are committed to provide sustainable shared alternatives to the personal car, uh, like for instance, Uber Green, which is our solution to 100% electric rides. We also have bikes. We have integrated with uh, Lime into our Uber app around uh, 55 cities globally to expand the micromobility options. Uh, the public transport, also riders can now plan their public transport journey. And I think uh, that the last pillar will be like transparency, making transparency a priority. We, uh, progress starts when we take serious, uh, uh, when we take a serious look of where we're standing today, what do we want to achieve and to share all the results to drive accountability. No, absolutely. And I think, 
that's what we were kind of touching on in the earlier two sessions as well about transparency but also communication keeping consumers updated with what you're doing and they're not just being something that you say but something that you actively show you're doing exactly uh, well yeah now that sounds sounds really interesting um let's go to an interactive poll so nearly half of consumers say that the pandemic has made them more concerned about the environment with 11 percent saying they have shifted their purchases based on environmental claims within the past year what we want to know from the audience is have you changed your purchase habits um yes in the last year uh, yes in the last few years no i'm thinking about it and no not now so as people answer that We'll just give them a few seconds to decide. <laughs> yeah, it will be interesting to see how, how people are thinking about this. What about you, Ben? Have you have you changed your 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 patterns in the last year um, or longer ago, or, or have you not changed anything yet? No, I, I have to say that I, well, the way I see it, I personally I've been always like uh, try to take care of the planet, you know, like really be sustainable but i also noticed that with the covid and the pandemic like people be more people became aware of the, of the situation uh and i think that also kind of is driving a behavior in in consumption so like personally i've been doing that uh more i mean i was doing it before yeah. pandemic, but i think now with the, the, the covid uh, i've been doing it even more than i used to do it yeah so me, me too and i think as well when big companies make changes it gives you that other little nudge is there something else you could do is there something else that you could be looking at um so i think that the big companies as you said set by example kind of then help us in our in our personal lives um, yeah um okay the poll let's have a look oh it's quite split um yeah that's what i see yeah <laughs> yeah so we've got the 27 and 27 percent saying yes um and yes so we're, we're over 50% making changes. Uh, we've got 36% of people thinking about it. Um, and then 9% of people saying, no, not now. So, you know, it's, it's also, you know, no, not everybody um, is, is driven by this. But if we look at that, you've got, you know, over 80, 80 90% of people saying, yes, um, I'm either thinking about it, I've changed or I changed actually a few years ago. So it's, you know, something definitely on on the majority 90 percent of people's minds yeah i think it's a challenge there and i think also the right moment like to the audience uh, just go for it you know i mean there i think there's also like quite some work that companies uh we need to do in order to trigger that behavior but yeah so it like i said it starts with the consciousness on people and i think that's the the, the, the first challenge there yeah and i think there's large brands that, that when they make the changes so for example mcdonald's changing the plastic straws to the paper straws or or you know when large brands make those types of stands it makes you think oh you know maybe there's something else i should be doing um i recently needed to buy a picnic set and of course my default would be to look at plastic plates yeah. but then i found that actually you could purchase bamboo um plates um yeah. And they're exactly the same. I can put them in the dishwasher. I can put them in microwave. And I was just really glad I was able to find that alternative. Um, whereas I know 20 years ago, that wouldn't have even been around. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, know, like a funny experience is like, uh, remember when the, the straws, you know, like the bamboo straws, like became, well, the plastic ones, like kind of because to taking care of the, of the turtles. And then you can see like on the internet, all these images of turtles with the, the straws and the noses, which were really sad. Yeah. And then that really set the trend, you know, of, 
not using like those type of straws anymore. And now, I mean, at least what I noticed is like when someone gives you like a plastic straw, it's like, ah, like, why do you have this? You know, like, uh, so I think it's also part of uh, companies be able to provide those solutions. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How do you think brands can make their customers aware of their commitments to sustainability? Well, I have to say that the, the, the main thing here, the, the first, uh, the most important pillar is communication. You know, if you don't communicate what you're doing, people won't know that you're doing something. You know, what is my risk to be? How am I contributing to this objective? I think that the, to really try to deliver a message uh, towards that you stand for something, uh, in this case, sustainability is very relevant uh, for brands uh, or for companies in this case. I will also say like leveraging uh, connected experiences, you know, like now the use of technology has allowed us to, for instance, put a QR code in a, in a package, you know, of a product. And then on real time, you while you're buying to see how that product was made, you know? And I think that can also trigger uh, the, the purchase on people like saying, oh, I'm buying something that is sustainable. I'm buying something that is protecting uh, the environment. So I think that's also a way to, uh, to see it. And I will say another thing will be connect through emotions. I mean, as human beings, we love those things. Uh, when we are able to connect to emotions, really show what is the impact that I'm doing if I purchase this product? What is the impact that I could have uh, by uh, acquiring this service? You know, how can I contribute uh, to make this world be a better place? You know, I think those are the ways that, like I would say, actively involving users into participating or contributing to those, uh, to those uh, goals of sustainability. Yeah, no, definitely. There's a question in from the audience, actually. Uh, I think it relates back to what you said that um, you should tell what you're, what you're standing for. So they say there's some debate whether brands, whether or not brands should get involved in some of these social programs. Should brands really stand for something? Definitely. I believe that if you don't stand for something, then why do you exist? You know, I think there's a, a big a big challenge there to really not just be there, but uh, as companies, we have the responsibility to give back to the community. It's because of the people that companies can grow and be successful. And I think that we should work towards spreading a message that can have a positive impact in the society. Uh, again, to have a better future for everyone, to think about future generations, you know, to think about our kids, our, our, I don't know, like the, the people who are coming behind us. And I think that also will allow us to, as companies, as brands, to influence possibly uh, on, on future generations. No, definitely, definitely. You know, if you don't stand for something, what do you stand for just to make money? Exactly. Um, behind, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've got another question in. Um, how has COVID-19 impacted your sustainability strategy or plans? And what other factors may affect these? Well, I would say that uh, probably the main impact we had with COVID is that people stopped traveling. Uh, I mean, as a, a travel, as a company that provides traveling services, that was the, the biggest impact that we had, that we, we saw, you know, a lot of people struggling uh, because, I mean, in Uber, we have millions of drivers around the world. So that was also something that really impacted our business. Mm -hmm. uh, but now we see that that, that is uh, coming back, you know, like people are starting to travel in more, you know, vaccination is also something that is helping to 
to move again the economies. You know, I think uh, we all suffer like from that. And now I think the, the fact that we can offer also sustainable options uh, motivate people more, to, like people to travel more. You know, now with the in the Uber app, you can see the option of green. You know, like there's is there, and we try to push that towards people using more, uh, using it more and more. That's quite interesting. Um, you know, obviously we know each other, so um, I know quite a bit about Uber. But how is Uber for Business connecting with the market and educating around the green? Well, it could be Uber in general, but you know about the green. How how is Uber educating the consumer about the goals, the objectives, and what's available? Well, as the B two B side of the business, uh, we have the opportunity to talk directly with the main stakeholders of uh, large of big organizations around the world. We have uh, more than 150,000 clients uh, and we have the opportunity to talk with them to spread a message of moving towards a sustainable future. Uh, I think uh, as our CEO said one time, as the largest mobility platform in the world, we know that our impact goes beyond our technology. We want to do our part to build back better and support a green recovery in our cities and communities. When you have uh, so much influence, you know, I mean, we saw it uh, in the Euro Cup with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo just saying like drink water, you know, like when you have the power of really talking to people and you have that influence, we have to use it wisely and in a way that can also have a, a positive impact uh, in society. Yeah, d definitely, definitely. I think one of the things in a recent survey that was brought out um, was that companies could actually do more to clearly explain um, the environmental impacts of their products or what they're doing um, to support. What, what do you think about that? Do you think companies still have got a way to go? Not necessarily Uber, you're, you're doing quite a bit there, but do you think that uh, companies in general could probably yeah. explain more? Definitely. I think uh, and I'm convinced that there's still uh, room to grow uh, and mainly because uh, consumer preferences nowadays, like you mentioned at the beginning, are strongly impacted by sustainability. I was reading a recent study published by Capgemini uh, and that shows that 79% of users are changing their purchase preferences based on sustainability. Consumers practice sustainability, lead behavior in their daily life. You know, we see like minimizing uh, food waste or using energy efficient appliances. Uh, like for instance, here, uh, I live in Amsterdam and I can tell you that I can see how that is changing, you know, the way how people are moving, you know, like, I live in the city of bikes, you know, and that's also how people are changing their behavior. Uh, and also, as I was mentioning, they attribute positive emotions, such as feeling happy when they buy sustainable products. Uh, they feel good with themselves. And that shows the potential for uh, sustainable uh, sustainability to impact in customer experiences, in happiness and in loyalty. And just to add something on that, if we, like as companies, meet these needs, uh, we can benefit uh, significantly. You know, like 77% of the people say that sustainability approaches uh, increase on customer loyalty. Uh, and 63 of uh, companies have seen a revenue uh, because of, of that uh, situation. But again, there is a, a, a challenge there on communicating. You know, I think that's the most important thing, creating experiences that people can really perceive what companies are doing and actively involving them in participating on that. 
Yeah, I think as well, that's that's something that I feel is the next step. So one is kind of the communication and should we be involved? And yes, it seems that you should be involved and there's all these stats to say why and you've even got some stats there to say, you know, not only should you be involved because you should feel like you want to do something good, but also you're actually going to sell more. So, you know, you've also got a, a revenue reason that you should be involved. Um, but then it's also about um, that communication. And then thirdly, that kind of, involvement um actually you know i was talking about incentivizing people to to, to be involved um yeah. what do you think about that yeah i think uh, it's a good way to start uh it's a good way to create consciousness it's a good way to really push people or trigger them to to do something you know like when you are able to say okay I don't know if you buy this product, you can contribute to supporting a community. If you like uh, actively, I don't know, purchase this service, uh, we will like uh, include your name in uh, to so do something for uh, a specific region, you know, or like really supports towards moving to a more uh, sustainable uh, future. So definitely believe that I believe that the users are, are a big part of this change. And, and to create this that consciousness uh, consciousness for us as organizations is is very relevant definitely and i like what you said there around emotions as well so what you're saying is when you do something good you know human beings we feel good about doing something good so you actually link that good feeling emotion with that particular brand as well so you're actually building brand loyalty right yeah that definitely i think I mean, we are human beings and we love all these emotional campaigns. I think uh, we can see it on social media that uh, whenever something it's really hitting the feelings of someone, that's something that became that becomes popular and trendy, you know, and like people want to actively participate uh, towards doing something similar. So I think that's a, a, a way to go, a way to really touch uh, the consciousness of people and their hearts, you know, like uh, towards understanding how important it is when we contribute to build a more sustainable uh, world. Oh, definitely. I think, um, you know, that human element is also, you know, not forgetting that we're, we are talking to human beings. So again, you know, being genuine in your messaging was something that we talked about in one of the earlier sessions, um, remembering that there's needing to be, a, a, well, not needing to be, but if there's an emotional connection, it's, it's going to do better. Um, so, you know, I think all of those things are really important when putting this together. Um, what can connected experiences or, or connected platforms do in helping industry leader companies um, think about advantages? I mean, how can these innovative solutions um, help established corporations? Yeah, well, I think uh, I see three ways in which uh, companies can leverage connected experiences to their advantage. The first one is as an enabler for brand transparency and authenticity. You know, I think transparency, as I was saying before, is becoming one of the most important factors uh, by which customers make their purchasing decisions. Brands can put themselves at a long-term strategic and commercial advantage by providing up-to-date transparent data, for instance, around their supply chain, energy use, social responsibility, and the goals that they are like achieving when it comes to sustainability. Um, but it's not simply just practical or desirable, like uh, to include that information in a physical form. If we, like I was saying before, we place that information in a product, in a secondary packaging through a QR code, 
uh, augmented reality, you know, like technology can really support organizations to make that happen. Uh, the, second, the second element I see is a, as a way to deliver and enhance customer experience, connecting the physical and the digital world that is now more common these days, mm -hmm. allows brands to deliver a new exciting pre and first purchase experience for, for customers. And therefore, we engage better with users and we have more brand loyalty. And the third one I see is as a driver of new business models and consumer behavior change. Uh, such as the power of connected experiences and technologies that we should be able to use them more. We should able, be able to create a more technological experience. People are craving for that. They are just willing to see that. We see that in movies and people are always like, oh, I wish I could have that, you know? So we just have to leverage that and give brands the opportunity to experiment in the way how they do business um, the same way Technologies uh, capture data on customer engagement also enables brand to track individual products and the point of delivery, for instance, you know, to make the, the customer part of all the, uh, the, the, the life cycle of the product. No, exactly. And it's that two-way communication as well, isn't it? So if we can learn something uh, from, from our audience, what do we do? What can we change? And then how can we feed that back to them? um and, and communicate that back to them as well um so it's having a conversation rather than i think in the past um brands very much tell consumers things um, but there's not that kind of two-way um uh, interaction correct yeah i think uh, we need to be able to like you said make that two-way you know it's not only me brand or company giving you but also what can i what i want you know from you in this case how can i make you an active participant on the initiatives that I'm doing, on the initiatives that I'm deploying, you know? How can I involve you more? You know, of course, for the benefit of not only like the world itself, but also for, for the benefit of the business, you know, because at the end of the day, that's what like organizations are looking for. But I think people are key in, in, in this, in this uh, transition, for sure. No, definitely. So we've talked quite a lot of the sessions we've talked as well a lot around the consumer but in your instance um of course your clients are you're in b2b so your clients aren't actually the end consumer so what advice would you give to marketing managers or c-suite execs who are listening now and are thinking well my consumer is actually another business my client is actually another business it's not the end consumer how can i um successfully implement some innovation or try and make some change or, or or try and work on some sort of program what's your advice there well i think this is something that could apply uh for everyone in general you know i would just say take a chance dare to try things that are different or might sound crazy you know don't be afraid of failure you know i think uh i love inspirational sports stories you know because i'm a, I'm a sports uh, guy as well and I admire people like, for instance, Michael Jordan, who always aim to be the greatest, you know, or Kobe Bryant with his Mamba mentality philosophy. And one of the things that I learned from them is that you have to wake up every day to be a better version of yourself than you were yesterday. You have to also dare to try and, and also to fail because failure makes greatness. When you fail, you learn to be better. And when you're better, you can succeed. So I think that's something that I will probably say, you know, just do it, go for it. Uh, now we live in a, in a world where we can have 
an amount of possibilities to try new things. And I'm pretty sure that one of those ideas will be successful. So don't think too much, just go for it and don't be afraid of, of failing. That's what I would, I would say. A really, really nice, a, a lovely way to wrap up the session to kind of think about, you know, just going for it. And uh, I love what you say there, you know, waking up every day to be a better version of, of, of who you were yesterday. And I suppose if you take that forward um, as, a, as a personal goal, that's going to help you in your professional life as well. For sure, definitely. Just try to do it and you will see the, the good results, you know, like to, if I'm, I might add some really quick, you know, I was reading some statistics about like, there's a big, a good commercial of Michael Jordan that he's saying, I have missed 9,000 shots in my life. I have missed, I have lost 300 games. I have given the ball to really win the game and I, I missed. And that's the reason why I succeeded, you know, so just do it and you will see that the results will come for sure. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for some really insightful and deep thoughts. Um, I really loved the, the conversation. We could have talked for ages. So big thank you to you. Thank you for your time. Um, stay tuned to everyone else. We will be back with Pippa Geller. She's former marketing lead at Danone, and she'll be talking to us about digital transformation with sustainability at its core. So come back for our last session of the summit. See you back here in 15 minutes.